session today is on how one NHS trust transformed employee engagement with a modern platform and a new approach. And what we really want to cover is uh, we're going to start by setting the scene. Uh, we're again going to take you through some of the outcomes, which they are amazing. So I'm really excited to share those with you. Uh, we're then going to look at the engagement journey um, and then we're going to uh, have a good summary uh, at the end. And just wanted to introduce our great speakers today. Uh, we've got Matt Stevens, CEO and founder of Impulse. Hey everyone. <laughs> uh, and Linda Fussell, we're super excited to have you join us today. Uh, employee Pro Engagement Project Manager um, at Harrogate and District NHS Foundation Trust. So Linda, thank you so great much. Great to be with you. Good, so we just wanted to uh, first and foremost highlight that we do understand your challenging and complex environment at the NHS. Uh, we really understand that it's an absolutely huge, uh, complex organisation. You've got a really large yet diverse, diverse workforce. Um, we know that you have the National Staff Survey, you have a quarterly pulse, um, and really to help gear up to setting um, alignment to your people promise, with your people plan, with a long-term plan, and lots of great uh, priorities stated in your planning guidance documents, which are really, really crucial for you. And any measurement that you want to do is going to help um, move you towards achieving uh, these things. We know that it's really, really important for you to have um, an ease of data collection. It has to be easy, not only for the employees filling it out, but for any managers or admins uh, using that data. It needs to be super accurate and really, really quick uh, generation of reports, really so that uh, you know managers uh, and owners can interpret the data, understand what it's telling you and take action on those results. Uh, so the NHS wants to be a great place to work where your colleagues are valued, recognised, respected and appreciated. Um, but we do think there's lots of other listening opportunities for you, uh, which we'll share a bit more about that at the end, but around diversity and inclusion, perhaps Leadership 360 um, and beyond. So I just wanted to set the scene for you. Uh, now I want to hand over to, to Matt and Linda, uh, who's going to dive into some of this great content. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, Lucy. I think um, a couple of uh, points just, just to make to the um, previous slide. And welcome, everyone. Great to have you uh, with us. Um, this is a specific webinar really for those uh, in the NHS and the health sector slightly more widely. Great. We've had over 100 sign up, so we're, we're thrilled with that. Uh, and today, um, I guess what we wanted to do was we've been super impressed. Uh, and I'd love to say it's on us, but really it is on, on Linda and the team there. But we've been super impressed with the results that have happened uh, in Harrogate and District uh, NHS Trust over the last 18 months have been working there. And, um, and we'll get into that uh, in a moment. But one, one point I'd make, and Linda, I'd love your view on it before you tell us a bit about uh, yourself and, and also about the, um, the, the trust, is um, my perspective, I'm happy for people listening, do challenge me on this, but my perspective is it is so flipping complicated. And, you know, you've got, all, you've got the people promise, the people plan, and it's like, I mean, I, I would say I'm reasonably intelligent, right? But having read a lot of the documents, it's almost like um, you've taken something very simple, which actually Lucy summed up very well about, you know, you want people to be, to be a great place to work. And, and, it, and it's become very complex in how that's being achieved, which to me then gets in the way. When we work with any large corporate organisation or any organisation that's more than 20,000 people, simplicity matters greatly. And I, I just love to get your view on that having been in the NHS a little bit of time. Yeah, Matt, I totally agree with you. You know, there's, I think because of the, the way the NHS is structured, you've got this big overarching, this is what we're trying to achieve, but then you've got all the little trusts in between that do their, each of them has a version of the people promise, uh, not of the people promise, of the, of the people plan, would you believe? So at, at HGFT, we have our own version of that. The things that we're gonna focus on within that, where we need to move, things forward um, and it's the ultimate objective is is providing good care for patients and service users that's that's the underlying message all the way through but in order to do that we need to have um, the right people in the right place at the right time the standard things and happy people you know happy colleagues have better health outcomes and that's that's really what it's all about and so what we've been doing 
is um, I joined beginning of 2021, so I've not been there very long. Um, and the objective was I joined the culture program. I joined to run the culture program and um, it was changing things around that we were enabling people to do things. And this is kind of where where we where this came about, actually, was being able to talk to people, hear what they wanted and then take things forward. And that's exactly what what we've been able to do. Fantastic. And, and tell us a little bit about the trust. Uh, Overall, obviously got 5,500 employees we can see here. Just for, for people listening, yeah. give just two or three facts, if that's all right. Okay, yeah. So we've got you know, five and a half thousand employees, but obviously some of those are job shares. So we've we've got, I don't know, when we've done the national survey now, we've got under 5,000. It's always, there's always extras around. So you never know who's who. Um, and that I don't mean that quite flippantly like that, but because no, of where we are, yeah. our trust is, is um, interesting. We have our acute services, which is the Harrogate Hospital and the Ripon Hospital. Um, and then we have community and children's services. And we have the largest 0 to 19 um, service in the country. It's, uh, we, we cover from Northumberland down, uh, down to Wakefield. So we're literally from the Scottish borders right across to Cumbria. Um, not, not all the places, but we've got areas all the way through there. So we have 50% of our staff do not work in the hospital. So that's that's a challenge we've had to deal with is we've got 50% of our staff sort of locally around and then 50% are very widespread on the road doing in, you know everybody's doing incredibly challenging yeah. roles yeah. but it's very diverse yeah no totally totally remember when we started working with you 18 months ago of kind of picking up on some of those challenges and um, mm. that, that you were facing so let's Let's get into it a little bit. And and when we when we you kind of took us on board in Pulse, um, you're looking for an employee engagement partner. I don't think it's unreasonable to say um, some of the more traditional providers um, hadn't worked as well as you'd hoped. I'm trying not to be disrespectful, and I'm conscious of all of you listening. This <laughs> this is not um, you know if I want to sell to you, I'll sell to you. This is more about just understanding that you you recognise there were some changes that needed to be made and how you're approaching engagement and, and one of them was really putting um getting the results to managers much more quickly and so for those of you looking at this screen linda really kindly allowed us just to use this is a real snapshot uh of the data from harrogate and, and h district you see we put front and center how people are feeling uh and you can see some of the frustration and stress there but you can also see there's some real positivity and hopefulness uh about how people are feeling you see the themes that are coming out workload Probably everyone's going, yeah, <laughs> same as me, same in my, my, my trust. Uh, and you can see there um, what's been going on with your engagement index and then you can click in and see that. We just wanted to show people that because a big part of, of why you brought us on is, uh, is really you were looking at this. How do we increase, oh, excuse me, in participation, but also get much more ownership of engagement? And, and I remember you going, look, we, whatever it was, about 10%. Uh, participation we're like we have to get this up although I believe that's pretty much the average in the NHS yeah. and happy to be uh, uh, guided again from from others listening but but you're also very keen to go uh, and I can remember this in our conversations like we've got to get ownership of engagement out of HR out of the exec and across the organization to managers and to teams so just tell us a little bit from your perspective about these two two elements yeah so I joined and, and the tool had been chosen and I'm just so grateful that we had we had the opportunity to do this. But I also had this. Nobody does surveys. We are um, over surveyed. You know, nobody's going to respond. Don't waste your, You know, good. Good luck with the message. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Okay, good luck. You know, have fun. Um, and for me, driving um, culture change is is ownership uh, all the way through. So if we what. What I was doing, and I still do it right all the way through now, is I work directly with the line managers. So I have a, a team of people, sort of line managers that I engage with, and I support them to engage with their teams. And so it's all about getting everybody to be involved and knowing that there'll be a response. And I think that's been the that's been the game changer for us. Yeah. Is that it took a bit of time, but when people realized that within a month of having um, of doing the survey, they would be having a team meeting and discussing the results. So literally they, their, line, their manager would have gone through all the results and both the, um, you know, the text responses, the, 
and all the measured measurements and how they compared with other teams and how they compared to previously and then they sit down and talk about it yeah. um, and it's been it's been a, it's actually been a pleasure and an honor to be able to support managers with that mm-hmm. I've sat in a number of these teams and sometimes when they've you know sometimes we say to people it's it's anonymous so be honest talk about what's there and we've had some where it's brutal uh, and so we're having to put the remember what our our values are mm. kindness integrity teamwork <laughs> and equality like let's let's just honesty but remember that there's people at the other other side on the receiving end of this yeah um and just working through with them as to this is what you've said so is this real and and Matt to be to be fair to you guys um that was always my intention to do it, but you provided the training. You had Dom at the time, and I know it's part of your consulting mm-hmm. where uh, it, it's recorded. You know, we recorded that yeah. session, and it's on our learning lab. And I, whenever we have new people join, I say, right, before I spend time with you and take you through the platform, yeah. you're going to go and take an hour and go and do that session yeah. on learning lab yeah. because it was brilliant. Um, it it talked about not making um the response not the not having the managers take all the actions out of the survey and that was a game changer because the managers were going i've got no time to do any of this stuff and it was saying to them your responsibility is to having conversations with your people and with your team that's what you're doing you've got to listen listening you know we have listening at our at our best um and it's about listening to what's being said and then seeing what's needed and what we can do and not for the managers to do everything but to enable the colleagues to do it yeah and this has been incredible because there are changes happening all over the place and it's the it's the staff that are making the changes because they know what matters to them and and, and linda just sorry to interrupt but just a couple of things for all of you listening i really want you to hear this like there's two two big things one is um temper standards still statistically valid right and so you can use the results but like it is speaking to something being fundamentally wrong where only 10 percent of people want to 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 give their opinions um and typically it's speaking to they're not seeing change happen because of it so we're thrilled that it's up um significantly in your in your trust because they are starting to see change and so i'd I'd really encourage you like you're kind of wondering and scratching your heads why is it you know so so low typically it's because people people are telling you out straight out there's there's um they're not seeing the change the second thing is and again i'd really really encourage uh, all of you is our approach is that you have to get this into line managers and teams to own the results not hr not the executive not the trust whoever the trust is but uh, and so linda you've said that very very well and um, i'd be interested to know if people think four weeks is fast um being very candid, Linda, you won't mind me saying this, that's still quite slow for us because our, our dashboards and PowerPoints are available instantly. But we accept for you, it was a massive increase of, on the time uh, and, and what was happening previously to, to get it up to, to, to four weeks rather than having it's to... It's within four weeks. So, Matt, it's within four weeks because four weeks after the survey closes, the um, departments have to report to their directorate board and then the directorate within a couple of weeks of that, the directorate board are reporting to SMT, which is going up to board. So this goes all the way through the organization, but they've got, the teams themselves have got a month to yeah, understand what's happening. So not not just have the conversation, but to work out what they're gonna, what changes they're gonna make because the next right. SMT, they have to feed back what changes they've done and, and what, you know, then we look at the next survey yeah. and the quarter. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. That's that's really really helpful. We've just um, yeah. just before we move on, and, and sorry, just to say as well. Um, uh, when Linda was talking about the coaching we do, we take very seriously that we have to, and this is every like not just the NHS. It's across every sector and every country we work in. We have to improve the skill set and the mindset of managers. The skill set is the ability to have great conversations, to listen really well, to receive feedback and be what I call unoffendable. So stop making it about you, make it about the issue and talk about the issue here because then you're not having a go at me. And so we've got to teach them those skills because amazingly they've made it to mid-management with (laughs) very few of them, which is amazing. But anyway, that's a whole different story we we, we talk about. uh, and secondly, then it's about the team owning it, as you've, you've rightly said. But um, so we, we run some coaching sessions for managers 
really starting to help them develop those those skills. Um, and, and Linda, I was just going to say, perfect, you've seen it. Um, is Learning Lab an internal LMS platform, someone asked? On it is, yeah. It's a it's a platform that we introduced as part of the programme. Um, it's our, our training platform that we've named Learning Lab. And I, I wish I could tell you what what the platform, what the system is behind it, but I, I can't remember. Um, oh, we'll put it on the email out, don't worry, we, we can send that. Um. Yeah, it's just, what it is, was we took the video and we just took it on our training thing, and it's um, it's not a mandated training that people have to do, um, but it's one of those that all, it, it forms part of the management training, leadership training, and anybody that has access to the admin of this, I, I really, I encourage them to do this, this one hour training. It's so important. Good. Good. Well, I also we're... wanted to no carry on. Carry on. It's right. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, <bless> you, sorry. <laughs> I was going to interrupt you on something, then I forgot. No worries. Okay. So for everyone who, who's with us and, and thank you for being here today, I think it's time after 20 minutes in, we've set the scene. We better show um, and we want to start with the end, uh, which is so what changed over the 18 months? And then we'll get into the last 25 minutes. We'll really get into how you have gone about it. And hopefully, as you look at these kind of improvements, it'll it'll encourage you and go, it is possible that with the right team, the right focus, we'll get into some of how we did it. But let's start with some of those key results that you've achieved in just 18 uh, months. So we came and started working with you Q1 2021. Uh, and what we've seen is a really significant, I mean, we would say statistically, this is a massive leap forward in terms of how engaged people feel has gone from 53 to 65, which is about 23% uh, increase, not percentage point, but uh, percentage, so, which is absolutely fantastic. It's a really, really great result. I mean, you'd hope it start to trend upwards, but that's that's some big leaps. And that, by the way, this doesn't happen by accident for all of you listening. This, this takes being intentional, it takes having a plan, and it takes people to really help make that plan come, come alive, which again sounds obvious, but you'd be amazed how much, um, you know, we talk about heat and light. Uh, we find a lot of organizations, lots of heat when it comes to surveys, but there's not much light. Uh, in other words, there's lots of running around and we've got to do this, we've got to do that, but it's not actually generating or creating the right changes and, and uh, shifts in behavior that you need. Let's just, just move on. An increase in the number of employees feeling completely positive about their work is up to 54%, which is fantastic. I think it was- This has been really interesting for us because um, we've really struggled with people, you know, at all, I think the whole whole of healthcare is, you know, stress and frustration and numbers. And uh, that was what I was gonna say. One of the reasons why um, engagement is so poor is because people are so busy, but if they see results coming out of it, then they get engaged. But this people feeling positive about work has been has been really interesting. It's because they're feeling listened to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would say from, from having looked at your results over the 18 months, um, they're seeing things change. And so it is creating yeah. a, a more positive climate where they feel, yeah, happier at work. So just taking two of those, and we pulled out the two largest ones, uh, increases, although there have been many, uh, but we just wanted to focus on the two is uh, helping pe more people feel they can be themselves at work has gone up 10 percentage points, which is absolutely, again, fantastic in that period. From a sort of mid base, we'd say it's getting to, a, uh, you know, a, a really good level that you want it to be at, which is around 80 plus. So again, uh, credit to you on that. And then also a 10 percentage points up from more people are advocates of the organization, which I know is a really key uh, thing that the NHS want to have. They want people to to uh, recommend and, and to, to say to family and friends, yes, come and use our trust. So super, super great set of results some really significant moves. I think we've kind of kept people on tender hooks long enough. So it's time to share how and we really got very practical for, for all of you who are with us, very practical into. So what did we do? What's what's changed? So the engagement journey, how did Linda and the team achieve these uh, excellent results? And I guess up front, Linda, you and I talked about there were some fundamentals that we just had to make sure were in place uh, before uh, we sort of, sort of set off on the journey. And I think this is, again, it's key for, for people to, to understand this. First being that clarity. So actually, what does it mean to be engaged at your trust uh, and wider within the NHS to enable that accurate measurement? I think you'd like to share on that. Yeah, I mean, we... In some ways, we were really lucky because we we rebranded or we we 
redid our values. And so we spent a lot of time working about what was important, what made for a good day at work um, versus what made for a bad day at work. And through that, we got our new values, which we call the kite values, um, which you can see wherever behind me. Um, and that made it really clear about, we wanted colleagues to be kind to each other. We wanted them to obviously operate with integrity um, and in a team, with teamwork and then with equality. And it was so clear that this is what we were doing. But part of this, um, it, the program, the culture change program was called At Our Best. And it was about um, learning at our best, listening at our best, being at our best. And it was everything we do um, works through this. And we, we focus each quarter on one of those values. So absolutely everything that goes out at the moment is bright, colorful and really enforcing you matter. And I think that's important. You matter. And that's what we're saying. You know, our old strapline used to be you matter most, but it was hidden at the bottom and it was in blue and nobody really felt it. So yeah. getting into that, you really do matter. And but we work, but we all matter and we all work together to take yeah. responsibility to do, to be what we can yeah. be to do the best we can. Which leads nicely on to part of what you're doing there is about this um, culture of transparency. And this is yeah. something that Impulse believes very strongly in, which is actually uh, as soon as you've completed results, you should be able to see um, what, what's going on. Because what you're trying to say is they're not the execs res uh, results, they're not the trust's results, they're everyone's results. So in other words, they should be shared. Uh, uh, and there should be a shared experience effectively. We're all giving our views on this. So um, I know there's some questions coming in. We'll answer them once we get to the end of this a little yeah. bit here, but um, any thoughts on the culture and the transparency? Absolutely. So one of the big things with when our colleagues um, take the survey, they see the results immediately for everybody that's done it that far. So straight away, they have access to um, how the trust who have completed so far are looking. And if they keep refreshing on that page, um, it keeps opening up and updating. So all colleagues have access immediately on completing um, the survey to where things are sitting. And that's obviously at a level of um, visibility. And then when the survey closes, the results are available immediately. I, I tend to hold them for 24 to 48 hours while I just go through and check that there haven't been any changes and everyone's got what they needed. I'm just giving myself time to manage it out. And then I, I, and I get people, I get managers like, when can we see, when can we see? There's a real buzz about getting the results, which is incredible. Mm. Um, and then I send out the email saying, you've all got access. And then it all just spins from there. Everybody's, everyone's talking about it, which is, it, it makes it, um, it makes it really not only visible, but it's lived. People yeah. are interested in wanting it. Huge competition about um, how, how good a response rate we've had in areas, what sort of changes we've had. There's, there's a lot of internal competition now yeah. brewing. Yeah, it's good. And then the final piece, just to get right up front. So we've, we've talked about, we've got to define engagement for you at your trust and recognize what's going on for you because it is contextual. Uh, whilst recognising some of the NHS expectations. Um, we've got to get the right culture, which is everyone owns it. We've got to be transparent. It helps build trust. And then finally, it's very much about this collaboration. And, and that's for us is about how do we get the leaders up front to shift their mindset here? So not talking necessarily skill set, but the mindset to understand their role uh, in the survey and to be enthusiastic and passionate rather than see it as it's, this is going to be a personal take on me and what I'm like as a leader, which, you know, some of it might be, but actually the overall pieces here is about what do we all think about the environment, yeah. the culture we're, we're building here at this trust. So anything you'd like to, to share about the, getting the lead? Yeah. Again, just briefly, it, this is the, the results are of interest all the way up to board. So every level people are looking at what's happening and people are really taking action on it and I've been talking about it. So we have a, a weekly um, team talk where the director's, share information and they talk about what's coming through they talk about what's important so that's happening all the time but um from my side with developing the leaders uh who are actually leading the teams and getting these results firsthand and then talking to their their teams is i support them so i i run drop-in sessions straight afterwards and they can pull in uh, you know any and come and talk to me about anything that's happening anything they're seeing um, we learn from that. I record a lot of sessions. And then 
I support them. You know, some of them I've had I've had leaders in tears going, oh, you know, what are we going to do about this? And I, I literally coach them through a bit of therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, in another life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I literally coach them through where they are and what what they're seeing as as leaders and how it's actually really important that people feel they can speak up. I mean, that's a really positive thing. Any feedback is good feedback and it, helping them understand that that's a good thing and then how they're going to approach it. And if they are not comfortable doing it on their own, I go with them and we do it, you know, we do it together. And we, there's, there's real, I really do support them in a big way, but they're also now starting to support each other because as they're getting more comfortable and confident, it, it's, it's building, that mess is building. Great. So I'm going to pause there. We've got loads of questions. Yeah, um, I'm going to answer some of them and let you answer some of them. So the first one from, from Anonymous was, could these rises maybe be considered coincidental as this is comparing Q1 2021 when COVID was still raging as opposed to Q1 2022? So all our points of data say no. Let me tell you why. Uh, 2020, we actually was the big bounce uh, in engagement. In 2021, across all our clients, engagement actually dipped slightly across all clients. Also, within the questions that have grown, we can test not just against uh, other NHS trusts, but we can also see against all impulse clients that the jump in them is significantly more than in others. And in actual fact, in one or two areas, uh, industries, they've gone down. So um, I don't think there's any data that would back up this is uh, a COVID bounce at, at all. I just can't, can't see that. So. I think what else we've, the other thing that we've seen from here is we did that survey. It actually wasn't Q1. It was, I think we we went live sort of June, July time. So it was a bit, um, sort of a little bit later in the year. And then the next survey was the national survey last year. Uh, and people were going, why have we not got the results yet? When are we going to get the results? And then we had the January survey, quarterly survey. And um the results were available so by the time we got the national results they were like old news not interested and like well you kind of have to look at those too um and we've actually hit that now so we had the we did a survey well you know when the quarterly surveys come we did january we did um april and then we did july i think well however it was Roughly, yeah. um yeah something something like that and people getting into the rhythm and going my goodness it comes around really quickly uh, and we've seen that uptake through all of those. So we've done four quarterly surveys with the national in the middle, and now we've got the national one that we're all involved with. Um, and we're getting the, so, you know, are, is this going to be on impulse? Are we going to see the results quickly? No, we're not. We're going to see, well, we are going to see them quicker than we did last year, hopefully, but it's not going to be the same. Um, but not to worry because the next impulse survey is in January and they're kind of going, okay, so we'll get our results because they're wanting to see the feedback on the actions they've taken. Yes, yeah, no, that's very good. Uh, Maria, apologies that you've got poor connection. Yeah. Yes, it is being recorded. Yes, we will share it. Uh, Lucy will be coming on in about uh, 20 minutes time to share a little bit about what happens next. Uh, hope that answers you. And uh, yeah, sorry that you've, um, you, you've got that uh, happening. Uh, Rachel, you mentioned the results are available in real time. How does this work with paper surveys? Ah, so impulse is not paper. Okay, so this is this is something that's been really interesting for us because we have colleagues who um, are not technically competent, let's say, or less comfortable. Um, so we have it available through our app. We have a very, a very active, engaging um, colleague app, and they can access it through there as well as on the internet and various other places. Um, and our last survey, our teamwork survey, which was the July one, was um it was the survey for our HIF colleagues really uh, which is our facilities management um they went all out to support the colleagues who have don't have access to computers and maybe don't have smartphones and various other things I think that I can't remember the numbers exactly and I don't have it open which is a bit rubbish of me but I think it was about 37 percent response it was huge um and they they were literally doing drop-in sessions um at breakfast time so between sort of 8.30 and 9.30, they were just sitting there doing drop-in sessions for about 10 days and approaching things. So there's different ways of doing it. It's not it's not paper. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer Rachel's other question, and I'll come back to you, Charlotte. will be a moment. Um, Rachel says, can you present the results in a way which demonstrates statistically significant change? Yes, we do through all our heat maps. You can see they're uh, deeper green, deeper red, but also we show um, we have basically not to 
is minimal. Two to four, uh, sorry, two to five is is a medium uh, shift. But actually, five plus is a significantly significant. So we will. That's kind of there on the the platform. But yes, through the different heat maps, you can see the significant changes versus um, sort of effectively trending at the same same level. Uh, hope that answers that. Charlotte says, hello, could you talk about how your results are shared a bit more, please? Do they go through a governance process, for example, levels of steering groups, board meetings before being shared, or are they shared with all managers at all levels in the same go? Okay, super question. Um, no, listen, the teams, um, be, the way it works is that each uh, team has access to their own results. And so we can in, in the impulse system, you can set up who has access to which levels. And so we have, um, our segmentation is by team, uh, which obviously then go by directorate, then by department, then by team. So you can go down as many levels as you like. And we also have it by um, role. So we, we look at both of those and different people have access to different parts. So if somebody just looks at, um, maternity they'll just see maternity and if another you know another place just looks at you know some team there but um anybody who see oversees a whole group will have access to all of that and the results are not visible you can set it where you like but we've set it at 10 so we call we talk about the magic 10 if um the team gets 10 or more results they get their results and so the the big push is to get that magic 10 so they can actually get their own results because they get to see those immediately versus waiting for um, the smaller numbers or the smaller teams where they, they come out to the levels above, management above, and then they get fed down. So it's it's really ground up um, all the way through the teams. And then they take those results and, and their um, feedback from the sessions to the directorate boards. And then I say that goes up through through all the other boards. It's it works it works really, really well because people are able to own their own data. So I think it's really important to say for everyone, we, we would expect managers to have their own dashboards so they can see what's going on their own, and then they can download their own PowerPoint instantly as well, which has all the results on. But but secondly, um, Linda's right, the, 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 the industry average out there with all different providers is about seven. So you don't show results below seven. We do allow a little bit of flex on that because there are some companies we work with whose teams aren't bigger than five. Um, and there are some companies like or, or trusts like yourself who would prefer to have a slightly higher number at 10. So yeah. there's a little flex there. Uh, Anonymous attendee says, do the survey questions you use map to the standard NHS annual staff survey questions or are they unique to your organisation? OK, great question. So we're talking, OK, our surveys, we're talking about our quarterly surveys, the NQPS surveys. The national survey um, isn't on the impulse system. So that also answers Rachel's question. Um, paper surveys we have to do for... Uh, the national survey, but for the quarterly surveys, we don't. But on the quarterly surveys, the NQPS questions, we we run them exactly as they are, the first nine questions, and then we take that data. Um, it's available. It's available within 24 hours from Impulse, and we send it across to the um, national center. Um, so that that data's um, it's all. On the, the we have the first nine questions are the compulsory ones and then after that we have our own questions and what we do is we do questions on there's a couple of questions on our values so the quarter that we're following so that's why we have our teamwork um survey because we were doing the teamwork quarter we have some on well-being we have leadership um and then i think the final one is which somebody suggested is that the final one is an open question that says you know how have you Yep. Are there any other thoughts you have on teamwork? Um, because if we haven't covered, what happens is people go through it and we we try and put the questions um, where they can showcase good things and we try and get them to think about the good, not just the bad. And then at the end, that final question is, is there anything else you want to say? We don't say that, but that's what it is. It's leading them to come out because people are saying, oh, I went through this and I hadn't realized all these good things that are happening. And then I realized I hadn't written them in. And I've wanted it, just wanted another space to do that. So we've we've put that. The other thing that happens, and I watch the time here, but the other thing that happens is that um, individual teams or groups of colleagues can have specific questions on the quarterly surveys on our impulse system, which means we can run the normal survey that we're doing. And then um, theatres had done a workshop and they had some um uh, sentences that they they yeah. wanted a vote on and we did the voting through impulse 
and we've had pharmacy run an annual survey and we added extra questions and for them it was and only those colleagues get to see them and those results only go back to pharmacy or people above who have that access levels above the the branching is really helpful to you, oh, use a segment, helpful. you say so just certain departments can get certain questions or you can branch off a question if everyone's answered it negatively and you want to find out yeah. why they're answering it uh, negatively i'm conscious time we've got about 18 minutes thank you for staying with us everyone we've got three quick questions and then i'm going to pause even if we get more at that point because i want to share a little bit more of the rich content about how some of these changes have, have, have happened so maria said are your are, are your managers and leaders accountable for engagement in a formal way usually part of their performance review their objectives appraisal i'm curious to how you encourage us managers to be who might be poor at engaging so they have to feedback in a team basis. The team are responding, and so they feedback as a team because it's because it, it's all anonymous. We can't do it through appraisals, but we feedback through teams. Through the culture program, we've obviously brought in um, different ways of doing appraisals, and we have what we call thrive conversations, which are well-being conversations, which are colleague initiated. But um, managers have to have at least one every six months with their with each member of staff, and appraisals annual. Yeah, I will say as well in answer to that. Um, We've been in conversations with Linda about our 360 leadership uh, feedback survey that's now available on the platform, because you can actually, if you get your you define your competencies, basically, which you, hopefully you all, you've all done with your leaders, and some of those competencies will be around how they engage their teams and how they communicate with their teams. What you can then do on the Impulse platform is, is correlate the 360 leadership scores with the engagement scores. Yeah. And literally it cr creates a league table to show you where's top and bottom, uh, and as you'd expect with other clients, we're not yet using it uh, with, with Harrogate Trust. Um, uh, but as you'd expect with other clients, where you see uh, a low level of competency, uh, particularly around how they engage their teams, you are seeing low engagement uh, scores, which is actually really powerful. Then we go, well, where do we put budget? How do we solve this? It's kind of blindingly, blindingly obvious. So um, our one downside of national surveys, Natalie says, is the hidden results for low staff numbers in cost codes. Mm. How does impulse address confidentiality in small departments? I think we've answered uh, that a little bit in terms of there is a minimum number uh, threshold it's got to reach. Otherwise, they join the kind of team or department above. Level above, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last one, and I did say I'd stop and we'll come back. Um, how does this apply to the annual staff survey results? Is this presumably different? How does this apply to the annual staff survey results? Um, yeah, no, it's different. So uh, what's happening at the moment is that our line managers have got so used to the platform and they're wanting all the results in this format. And of course, you know, <laughs> you know as well as I do, that the national results do not come back in the same format. Um, uh, we're with Quality Health um, and they've changing their, their system a bit, their reporting, but it's nowhere near what's happening here. And so our line managers get really frustrated. Um, and in fairness, they're just waiting for the January survey so they can get on and, and see their own results and have their own, own yeah. feedback. Because they get comments as well. It's very specific. They get everything they can work with. Whereas here it's on the national, it's... Um, it's not as as team focused let's put it that way it's not as yeah. it's not as specific and i think it should be, be fair to say i hope you don't mind we, we've actually in discussion with you now about the next one of now starting to do your national staff survey as we are with mm. a couple of other trusts of um bringing mm. that in which will have an impact then on um the use of paper surveys and then feeding that data uh, into the platform and i should say um we've got about seven hundred thousand employees across the globe uh, on our platform currently, which I know is not as big as the whole NHS trust in, in the UK, which is one point whatever million. Um, but of those 700,000, about half are remote workers. Um, and typically, when we start working with companies who have remote workers or organisations have remote workers, um, we will over a year or two prove to them that they're more likely to answer it by sending them a link uh, through, through a personal email or whatever. It doesn't track them in that sense. It's just a link they can click on on their laptop or their phone. Uh, rather than send them out uh, a paper survey. So majoritively now we, we do very, very few. There's a couple of construction companies we've done a little bit for where we've sent out some paper surveys just as a 
more of a goodwill act than, than anything. I'm going to move us on and we'll come back to some of the other questions. And I just I just want to. So what you're saying is that we can do paper surveys because there's a question that talks yes. about this. Yeah. You know, if if we have to, we we can do paper surveys. We currently don't with what we're using it for. But if, if we got to the national and um, yeah, there, there's the possibility in the future because you do it with other clients. Yeah, so we, we we are literally absolutely starting to do the annual staff survey. Um, um, we're, that's we're just changing a couple of bits on our platform to make sure it is is as good for the NQPS, as good as it is with the NQPS. We want it to feel exactly the same for the uh, annual staff survey, which required just a little bit of change on our side. But Lucy will come to that in about 15 minutes. So we literally have, we're, 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 the time has flown by. So I will come back to some more of those questions, but I'd just like to move us on a, a little bit. We've got to get the right foundation and I really uh, encourage all of you as you're thinking about this and what is the right uh, foundation it means about collecting this robust relevant trend data uh, to inform that kind of organization wide but strategic decision making. We've got to make sure we can adapt survey questions and Linda's pulled that out already really well around the branching and recognizing different departments have different needs, um, but also the initiatives that are, of which there are many in the NHS. And make sure we're, we're capturing some of the uh, pieces around that and then ensuring that the data and this is something we'll always challenge on how are you going to use that piece of data uh, linda knows that well with us so what are you going to do with that other than it's interesting that's not a good enough reason for us to ask it of people we really want to make sure anything you're asking it can be something can be done with it um uh, otherwise it's quite an irritant to an employee of any organization to be asked something and they go yeah but nothing's going to happen with this it was just a they were interested in the in the results so anything you want to say about this kind of getting the survey approach right up front just very very briefly yes we run our nqps surveys on on impulse but we've also run other surveys so we did our um, strategy survey which was an interesting one and we've done a very recently done a um, a research survey with um, it started off with nursing colleagues and then other colleagues wanted to get wanted to get involved. I mean, you know, where do you find colleagues wanting to get involved in surveys? But they did. Um, so we, we use it for other things as well. Yeah, that's a really great point. We would expect you. We do life cycle surveys. So onboarding, exiting. We want to put the whole picture together, basically. So you've got the full employee experience of your NQPS. You've got your national survey, but you've also got starters, leaders uh, and then the 360s. You can see what's going on. Uh, across these all on one platform sounds amazing anyway moving on um ah here we go the the right tool so unashamedly um you've got to what we're finding i'm going to put this really carefully but fairly bluntly uh, as a yorkshireman is is that um the tool in a way if it's good enough almost no one should be talking about it because it's just facilitating great conversations and i'm saying this is the founder of impulse right I don't necessarily want people talking about impulse. I want them being able to have the conversations flowing well, taking go, taking action on what's come out. That to me is success because the, the, the tool is not an irritant anymore. But what, if we're honest, in a lot of conversations we've had with NA trusts, the tool is a massive barrier uh, and blocker, blocker to the whole engagement process. Would, would that be fair, Linda? I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a number of um, colleagues in other trusts where it's the reporting time where it's taking, you know, a lot of effort to get the reports out and then sent to it, people that can make sense of what's being said. Yeah, I also think um, it's worth talking about those comparisons, as you say, across all the departments and segmentation uh, and the trends, which to us is, I mean, the main point yeah. of doing all these surveys is you're looking actually at the trend data, which is the, the key of and you know, one of the things that we've picked up, it's really interesting because I'll look at it and go, oh, that area was has been historically really positive and now they're really negative. What's going on? Oh, they're in consultation. It's really interesting because I can look at it and just go, something's happening here. Oh, manager's been off for three yeah. months, whatever. You know, there's, there's, and we can see that coming through in the data. It's amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Then it's about the right plan uh, uh, for, for those of you who are listening in terms of this developing an effective comms plan, which is super important. And again, this is something that uh, impulse take uh, an involvement with with our with the, the clients we work with because communication is absolutely key uh, and really we need to uh, make sure that we're engaging uh, colleagues and, and Linda I'll let you talk more about this than, than, than me because you've been absolutely fantastic and to be fair most of it's been your own work but uh, we just encourage you to look at it and you've got on and, and made it happen around how do you communicate so well that people do get caught up and get excited about the whole process over the year. I think 
and just talking NQPS here, I think it's because we we really get the um, leaders involved. We encourage them to get, you know, if you get your 10 and I, we only open the NQPS survey for two weeks. Um, and in that second week, I do a daily email and I give them a, a bit of a, a running score as to how we're doing by a director, but also which teams are now have got their 10 and which um, roles have got 10, you know, which roles are show, how they're faring, et cetera. So I do that quite proactively. But I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because on um, NHS Futures, and I think everyone on this call will know that there's there's some fantastic threads now on the national engagement. And it's it's a very similar thing. It's the talk to the people, get involved, you know, be really clear about the anonymity, et cetera. There's a whole, there's a couple of really, really powerful threads on there of, of great engagement, but it is being involved. We've got about eight minutes left, so thank you, everyone. Do stay with us. We've only got a few slides left. I'm going to hand back uh, to Lucy. We've got a few more questions for you to get. This is this is such a critical point. Please, um, I hope if you leave with nothing else, um, uh, one of my sayings that people get bored of hearing from me is the point of transformation in any organisation is the team. And, and so as important as the exec are, and they have a role to play, as important as the facilitation of, of HR and people teams is, if you're going to see transformation and the best um, results I've ever seen have been where people have really taken this seriously and been willing to put time, effort, resources behind how do we support teams and their line managers do something with results. And, and again, credit to, to, to Linda and the team who've done a huge amount uh, here to make this happen. And, and just we give giving a few examples here that the impulse tool enables line managers to have conversations with their teams. Employees who feel supported are 3.4 times more engaged at work. So that relationship with the line manager, that that line manager being the point of uh, helping, being the point of transformation, will make a huge, huge difference. And, and I'd love you just to share just one or two thoughts on this because I know you put so much effort into getting the line managers on board, and then saying it's not just you, it's your team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but this all goes around the training for line managers and support for them. So it's it's helping them develop this 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 structured training, but there's also um, ad hoc support and there's coaching and there's all all the extra, giving them the confidence um, to have those conversations because the tool impulse gives them the opening to have a conversation about anything because every team has something that's difficult to talk about. If it comes up in the survey, it's great. We just sit down and go, right, somebody is feeling isolated or somebody's feeling, somebody's being bullied. I'm, I'm gutted. Somebody's being bullied in the in the team in the last quarter or whatever. You know, I, I don't need to, you know, I don't know what's going on. Is this affecting everybody? How much is this being, how much are we seeing? Where is it? What are we going to do about it? And that's where the key is, is what are we going to do about it? And then the team get involved. So it's, it's giving... The big thing is the survey, having the results immediately gives the leader, the manager, um, a conversation opener um, to address everything and anything that's happening while it's still current. It's it's right there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. So I, again, for everyone uh, listening, I really encourage you. Um, that's where we want to support you too. And that's part of our role is, is, is to help you put the focus on the local team and, and their results and then doing something about it, which leads nicely into uh, our kind of final big point, which is about the action that you need to take. So for us, it's about uh, action is actually really, when, when we talk about action, let, let, let me define it for you. It's about the conversation and then what needs to change and transform um, because of it. So whilst of course we support the survey planning development, it's actually the post-survey process that's so critical about getting people to talk about the results uh, share openly and then begin the, the process of okay so what needs to change what needs to happen because of uh, what's gone on and, uh, and again I know you, you you're super laser like focused on make sure everyone's taking their actions um, yeah. and, and then and then sharing them and be, them being visible and that's what's really helpful because the the way the results come out it it I don't know how you do it I, it looks like AI to me that you're pulling out some things because not everybody gets the same wording so it's really interesting the wording that comes through is actually some of the comments the text comments and I can I've shown this to teams um and it it comes up with these are the actions that are suggested you know this is being identified here are some actions this is what to take and it takes um wording from what people are saying and it says here's an action I mean it just gives them a guidance and says there's a starting point off you go 
Yeah, very good. So I guess um, as I bring it into land, I'm going to hand over to Lucy uh, in a moment. And you've, you've already made this point a little bit, Linda, that uh, at Impulse, we believe, look, you want one platform that can do all your listening needs. So it shouldn't just be uh, about engagement, as important that is. Uh, we do obviously DNI, we do the one-offs, we do strategy change, um, and the 360, which is now uh, available, which we're very, very excited about because being able to see on the same platform what's going on with your leaders alongside their engagement score uh, will be very, very helpful. So I, I, I'm conscious of the questions. I'm going to let... Um, I've Lucy, been typing in some here. Yeah, I'm going to let Lucy <laughs> answer the national uh, staff survey ones. Um, I would say absolutely um, uh, uh, to Anonymous, um, you ask about, uh, we're a healthcare charity made up of 500 staff, mm. uh, many different departments. Um, the typical size uh, we would work with is normally about 200 people and above. Our average size uh, company is about 4,000, um, although we go all the way at the moment up to, I think it's about 35, 40,000 people. So um, anything really above 200 people in an organization, we'd say, absolutely, we, we can work with you and, and, and make that happen. Um, just one last question for you, Linda, and I'm going to hand back to Lucy. Is how do you address bullying when the source is the line manager? It's really interesting because we can see this in the survey because you can actually see what's happening in amongst the teams. And so we can identify when there's problems in different areas. Um, and obviously we would be hoping that um, the uh, FTSE, the freedom to speak up route is working. I know that it's not always as smooth or as, as good as it could be, um, but we can see through the surveys when there is a problem in a team and then we um, we take, we get involved and see what's happening. And we've got a very strong quality improvement section. So we work with the quality improvement team and then we we take them through a bit of a an RPIW, lots, <laughs> lots of acronyms there, sorry. We take them through a journey and we improve, improve how they're working or support the line manager to do things differently and or both, yeah. But, uh, just to add to that, very similar in other organizations. Firstly, we have a, a um, like a, a, a word capture that would capture the word bullying and then it flags up. So uh, that that will obviously help you uh, as well as a swear filter, actually. Um, but um, I, I should say we would absolutely say to them, look, this has come up. It's been flagged up. Um, typically, what we see is them putting some support around them, but also it can move quite quickly, quite more formally uh, mm -hmm. as is as is required. So we would say it's a mix of both. You know, you may need to do some investigation, of course, uh, and there may need to be some support for both the person who's raised it. And how do you do that? Well, you talk about the community, you communicate generally, if you're experiencing this, please come uh, and let us know, um, but also potentially some coaching. Uh, of yeah. the and occasionally they need to move on. Yeah. It's not, not the right place for them because of the behaviors. So Linda, I wanna say a massive thank you uh, for taking the time. We love partnering with you, as you know, um, but yeah, really appreciate your your time and input uh, today. I'm going to hand back to yeah, you. Yeah, good. It's been so great. Much. Thank you. I'll just say it's been it's it's been an absolute pleasure working with you guys. Made my role so much easier. Really have. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Linda. It's, it's been a great journey, and uh, personally, I've loved mm. watching uh, all the results come together and the improvements that have been made. Um, I just wanted to pick up on a couple of the questions. So, can we help you with your uh, national staff survey next year? The answer is yes, we can. And um, as Matt mentioned, we just had to make a couple of tweaks on the platform, and it was um, the little things like branding, um, color schemes, and things like that that are really important to you. So, if you are interested in that or uh, running your quarterly surveys and beyond, um, I'm more than happy to show you a demo of the platform. Um, I will send out the recording and the slides um, probably tomorrow. Uh, and if you would like a demo, then please just come back to me and we'll find 30 minutes uh, to have a conversation. So thank you everyone again for your time. We do appreciate it. Keep an eye out for other webinars. We want to give you as much value as possible uh, into next year as well. Uh, and yeah, hope you have a great day. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Linda. Thanks. Cheers.